0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by EcomC, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA Parallel and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder, and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we're we'll bring our special guest. His name is Sumari Hutt. And he's the founder and CEO of basically Pro Japan, Amazon Japan. This is a very interesting topic, which to be honest, we have never had an expert when it comes to Amazon Japan. And he specializes on that. And actually, his agency is one of the top in the space when it comes to helping sellers expand across this region. So today, I wanted to bring Umar to, to basically talk about this opportunity and just talk about, you know, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the st- uh, strategies you should be implementing, and also, you know, tips in terms of things that you must consider when you take that decision. So, Omar, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing, my
2: friend? Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well, and appreciate uh, for letting me uh in here on this uh, great podcast so happy to share my knowledge my journey uh with your audiences and uh, yep
1: thank you thank you it's a pleasure and first of all thank you for uh, you know making an early morning for for this podcast i know yeah before going live you uh, talking to me about your you know your early morning routine like getting up at 4 uh, 30 which for me that sounds like yeah uh, inspiring i wish i could wake up at that time so very yeah good and you know let, let's talk about a little bit about you because i feel you know everybody has an interesting story and i do this with all my guests i feel like you know i want to learn more about who is amara and how you get to basically where you are with your agency and, and why you know do an agency around the amazon space yeah
2: yeah amazing amazing vincenzo so I would like to quickly really touch uh, on the thing like we just talked. Like uh, we have to, we can say, really early in Japan. If we are doing business with, uh, you can say, businesses in America or Europe. So you can say, Japan is like 13 hour ahead from America or Europe. So we have to, uh, you can say, manage that thing. And uh, yeah, like when it's uh, come to me uh, and uh, how I started uh, this journey, you can say like. I was uh, studying uh, in high school and it was not going so well for me. So uh, I dropped out like uh, in the second grade. And then I just uh, went on a journey to, you can say, find something online to start making money. So you can say, I started typing on YouTube, like how to make money online. So I saw a bunch of the videos, I tried many different ways, but uh, none of them worked. And then you can say, I came across uh, somebody's video, I don't remember to make money on Amazon uh, by doing FBA it sounds really interesting to me. And also you can say, uh, I heard from one of my brother, like this is really something good to do. So that encouraged uh, me to go forward in this journey. And you can say around like seven, eight years ago from now I started my own Amazon brand in Japan. And uh, yeah, in the, you can say in starting, it was not uh, that much good. Uh, there was many mistakes, there was many problems. This was new market. There was not as much as knowledge uh, for Japanese marketplace as much as there are for USA or different marketplaces. So I have to figure out all these things on my own self, like how to do the best SEO in Japan and how the algorithm works here and the customer interest and all those things. So you can say like built a brand, you can say exit it uh, for good amount. And then you can see I found that like there are many people struggling like me uh, in this, so you can say Amazon Japan uh, marketplace and Japanese marketplace. So, founded this agency called Pro Japan, and uh, so far we have helped more than 100 sellers expand to Japanese marketplace. And uh, yep, that's that's how it is going.
1: Wow, very nice. And I think you know, first of all, thank you for sharing the journey and be transparent about that, especially. You know, sharing that at the beginning, you know, it wasn't easy. I feel that's a very important thing to always highlight because I feel sometimes when people look at us, like especially that we've been in the space for so many years, they might think that, yeah, we we never did a mistake. We had everything figured out. And I think it's important that throughout this journey, you know, it's all about how many times you basically stand out from those mistakes. It's not about how many mistakes you do, because at the end of the day, everybody yep. does mistakes. It's about how many times, you know, you do the mistake, you learn from it at the end of the day all those mistakes is what allow you to learn and become basically proficient at certain things and may you eventually, you know, be a successful seller and do the, your agency. So it's part of the job. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it takes nothing to, we can say go with the crowd, but it's, it takes everything to stand alone. So that's what I took it. And like you can say, there was not, uh, you can say enough knowledge about Amazon in Japan. There was not experts here. So you can say I had to figure all these things on my own. So we did it and uh, yeah, it's going, and now it's going to help a lot of other sellers to, you can say, uh, make this journey seamless for them uh, as it was much harder. <clears throat> for me, it took me like months and almost a year to figure out uh, small things in Japanese marketplace. So it's come, yeah, as it come to like algorithms and the customer understandings and how to build a brand in Japan. So all those things which makes really any uh, e-commerce business successful in Japan. It took me years to understand. But now it, I have that all knowledge and it can be helpful for, um, Newcomers into Japanese market Great.
1: Now before we, ju- we jump into technicality and and everything around Amazon in Japan, I mm-hmm. saw that you speak five languages. So that's wow. Yep. So th- tell me a little bit about that and how you managed to you know conquer. Yeah, five you languages. can
2: say <laughs> you can say like uh, I was since you can say when I born uh, we moved we moved out to Dubai and uh, you can say nice. I learned Arabic there as well as you can say I'm Muslim. We also know Arabic. So Good. Arabic came from there, and I uh, can say, as I was born in Pakistan, I knew Urdu. Uh, you can wow. say we are neighbor of India. India. It is You know India world. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then you can say I came to Japan, uh, yeah. studied here uh, since my, you can say, uh, junior high school. I learned the Japanese, and then I was a yeah. little bit more interested, you can say, in learning in Turkish. So I started watching many Turkish uh, series, you can say, <laughs> or video so oh, i learned nice. turkish from there and my next target is to learn maybe
1: russian yeah nice very good very good now uh let's start jumping into amazon japan amazon japan is a very interesting topic you know because let's be honest we also talk about this the other day uh, amazon japan i believe it nice in the third or second place when it comes to size and in the amazon ecosystem it's grown very yeah. fast like it's basically going is growing at the fastest rate when it comes to all the amazon marketplaces,
0: yeah. and
1: and at the same time it's surprising you know because it's growing at that pace but when it comes to when you talk to people in the amazon community not a lot of people seems to be selling amazon japan so yeah. it seems like it's basically a blue ocean that the few people are selling amazon japan is like you know a competition I'm mm-hmm. assuming. And of course, that's why I want you to come in here and give us a little bit of insight. It, that is nothing compared to the U.S. when it comes to competition. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Tell me a little bit about how Japan right now in terms of competition. and What is the Definitely. opportunity there? Definitely.
2: Yeah. So, Vincent, let, let me uh, put it this way. Like you can say uh, most of the Amazon sellers uh, start their journey from their own country. Maybe somebody is Canada, they start from there. Mm-hmm. Somebody in USA, okay. they start from there. Somebody in the UK, they start from there. So mostly you can say uh, most of the sellers start from U.S. marketplace. Yeah. So once they are doing good in U.S. marketplace, their next target mostly can be like Canada or U.K. marketplace. So these are their next next targets. But you can say there is one interesting thing is that like Japan's population is double than the U.K.'s population. And mm-hmm. you can say it has the more potential uh, than the U.K. marketplace. And you can say, but still you can say sellers next target are. UK marketplace instead of uh, Japanese marketplace, it is just because they don't know the language, they are not aware of the rules, they are not aware of, you can say, Japanese consumer behavior. And just because of this, they are, you can say, neglecting this, you can say, bigger opportunity, which I can say, than UK, and going into UK and European marketplaces, which is also good, but I think it's more better to go in there where your competitors still not exist. And you can be, you can say, a king in your category easily in japan i we have seen that because uh 2000 reviews can say is nothing in usa but 2000 yeah. reviews can be top number one in vitamin yeah. category in japan so that's yeah. that's the difference of competition here
1: awesome now let's bring to the table what is selling when it comes to japan because i know when it culture-wise and, and, you know, the behavior of the, basically, population in Japan is completely different than what we may find across Europe and the USA. So what are some of the trends you have identified that you would say these are the, you know, maybe top three, five categories that right now in Japan are doing very well?
2: Yeah, Yeah, for, for sure. Cool. So, Vincenzo, uh, when it comes to like customer behavior, we can pretty much compare. We can compare it not hundred percent, but we can pretty much compare it with uh, Germany's customer behavior hmm. as well. Okay. This board okay. country really resonates with them. But you can say uh, one of the biggest difference uh, in Japanese, uh, you can say audiences and all these European, uh, North American audiences is that Japanese audiences are really, really crucial uh, of what they purchase and who they purchase it from. So if that's not clear who you are and why you're selling it, if that's not clear in your message, you may going to lose the sales. So that's one of the biggest, uh, you can say, differences in the customer understanding. We can go more deeper into that as well. And uh, yeah, so that's the difference I have found. And uh, we have many ways to solve that. Like you you can build your off Amazon, you can say appearance, that's going to help you a lot because... Yeah. Whenever Japanese customer come to your listing, they search your brand, they find your product really interesting. After sorting out the whole marketplace, they like your product, but still they will go on Google and search about you, who you are, and uh, yeah. are you trustworthy or not? So if they they're will not there. find, they're going there. Yeah. They
1: are not. This... They, they don't make the decision on the spot like USA, for example. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely in like that
2: data shows it really clearly. Like in USA, you can say average seller spent like less than a minute yeah. before they make a purchase. But in Japan, it's like average four, four to five minutes. So we wow. can easily understand like where they're going all this time. So they yeah. go on Google, they go on Instagram, search about yourself. So if they can't find you anywhere else, it will it will be like 50-50, their purchase or not. So if they find you somewhere else as well, it's going to increase your chances of getting that purchase. So that's one of the way, and there are more other ways uh, we can talk. And also I'll be talking more other ways in my book, which I'll be launching really soon. And uh, there will be more deeper ways we can say, uh, cover up this gap and make sure like you are uh, appealing to the Japanese consumer uh, behaviors. So that make your brand stand out in Japanese marketplace. Yeah. Nice.
1: Um, And very, very important thing that you mentioned the book there. I'm going to make sure for all the listeners and the ones watching, we're going to put all that down in the description. Then towards the end of the episode, we can also mention how you can get your hands uh, into one of them, because I feel that's going to add a ton of value for those interesting uh, to yeah, jump I mean- into Gemma, Yeah.
2: We will be offering like a 50% discount uh, for whoever uh, buys through this link and it will be 50% off for them. And uh, yeah, and also like one more thing you have mentioned, like what are the main categories uh, in Japan? So you can say through my experience, like I have worked with Chinese sellers, the factories, so you can say who directly create their products and ship it to Japanese marketplace because it's really easy for them because China and Japan is really neighbors to each other. So you can say... When it comes to like for them to shipping products from China to Los Angeles or USA, it can take them like 45 days. But when it comes to Japan, it's just six, seven days. It's just like uh, their neighbor. So it's really easy for them to sell in Japanese marketplace, especially for uh, Chinese sellers. And uh, you can say the main target I I can see so far is like electronics. Japanese, uh, you can say Japanese audiences are really tech savvy. So if your product like in headphones category or uh in you can say uh microphones or computer related or technology related and it is something interesting and new and you know you are solving something really good with this product japan can definitely be your best marketplace to expand because this these audiences are really tech savvy if there's something anything new uh, about tech and it's appealing to the customers they're gonna purchase it like crazy so that's one of the biggest category i have seen so far and then it comes to like makeups uh especially korean makeups and uh, they are not so there is a huge gap here in japan right now a lot of people you can say makeup can be like second or third largest category in japan and there Mm -hmm. are a lot of you can say korean makeups but they are still not like european makeups or you can say american makeups so those brands can be really really good in this marketplace and then there are supplements the japanese people really like supplement they do gym you know they are gym freaks. Uh, we can say every yeah. every single one of them train. So every single of them is jacked here in Japan. Uh, wow. The train school as well. Yeah, so,
1: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So these
2: these these are the main main three categories. I can see we are making really great st- uh, results in. There are other awesome. small small categories, but these are the main top one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one category I, w- I was just thinking where you were explaining all this is like, I-, I would assume like, you know, things around anime or video games or stuff like that must, must be also big in Japan, right? Maybe. Yep.
2: Yeah? Yep. Like, yep. As, as you mentioned, like tech. So it, it yeah, comes into exactly. like video gaming. Uh, you have the headphones, you have some kind of LCD, which you are trying to right. sell to the gaming industry that will be booming inside the Japanese marketplace. And, nice. uh, yep, and if you can relate that to some kind of anime, you can design it on based yeah. of anime. Or
1: that get that a license, like. Yeah. get like Naruto licensing. I mean, that will kill it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that like. will kill it, definitely. That will kill it,
2: definitely. <laughs> and on top of that, like, if you can launch something new in Japan and you go and you can say, do some broadcasting on TV as well, which, can, yeah. uh, which we can help you get inside TV uh, news ads as well. So if you da- do that, your brand will be really, really booming yeah. here inside Japan. Yeah. Because yeah. you can see there are a lot of categories and products which still doesn't even exist in Japanese marketplace. People are not even aware of that. So if you are one of that category, you already have reviews in USA or Europe, expand the Japanese marketplace. Uh, you can say promote yourself yeah. through articles, through influencers and uh, get in the TV just once you have to do this big investment. And yeah. then uh, you are set for almost next five, 10 years in Japanese marketplace. With your, you, you will be covering that new new category. So there are hundreds of categories which still doesn't even exist in Japanese marketplace, but there are huge consumer behavior, local uh, consumers who are coming every single day to Amazon, explore the products and purchase them. Awesome.
1: Now let's talk a little bit about, you know, the criteria to get into Amazon Japan, because let's be honest, uh... When it comes to, you know, some of the barriers to enter the market, that's at the same time one of the main reasons why there's not many people competing in, in, in the market, because for a lot of people, you know, they don't have the right resources or they don't really know how to enter in terms of the legal side of things and all of that. So what I want to basically say with all this like, can we briefly touch on about one of some of the key points? Like a person, let's say a US brand that wanna jump into Japan. What are mm-hmm. some of the main things you must have to start selling Amazon Japan? Yeah.
2: Yep, yep, definitely. So that will be a really, really great question. So that's one of my topic uh, inside our book. Like if you are a brand, you're looking forward to uh, expand the Japanese marketplace, what are the exact steps you need to take? There are like 15, 16 steps. If you really, really follow that through, you're gonna. There you, there is like uh, 90% chance you're going to succeed in Japanese marketplace. So I can say, I will, I will summary it here for you as well. Yeah. You can say, if you are brand in USA, you're looking forward to expand to Japanese marketplace. So very first thing uh, is to expand your account. So you can say uh, many sellers have this problem, like uh, they, they cannot expand their account properly. They cannot expand their reviews and the listing yeah. information properly. And they get, get stuck there a lot of time. So you can say most of the leads we get a lot of time because of this problem. Hey, Umarjat, we have this problem. We cannot even expand our listings. Can you please help with this? Yeah. so this is one of the biggest issues so there are you can see many ways to do this like uh you can easily go to the you can say expand your account section and you can easily uh, pull out that bulk files from there and expand the japanese marketplace and make sure uh when you expand the japanese marketplace do not create your listing on based of the async but make it with the upc or you can say your EAN or whatever js1 code you're using that will be more better so this is the first step expand your account register you can say connect your uh, japanese account with yeah. your brand as well in brand registry so these are the very main steps to expand your account and then when it comes to uh, expanding your products uh, don't go for all of the products uh, do market research understand uh, what kind of products will work well so understand like how you can first launch hot product in japan make your brand uh, known make your make your uh, good consumer uh, audiences around your brand so they know your brand really well and then you can launch pretty much everything you want but first at first you must be launching uh something which have demand in japanese marketplace so if there is demand competition is not really a big thing here i do not uh, you can say most of the time do not take competition into consideration when expanding any brand from uh us and i, I say in terms of reviews or you can say in terms of uh, ppc marketing ad spend or those kind of things there is not like pretty much big, uh, you can say, hurdles you have to face in terms of uh, competition. But definitely look into demand. If there is no demand, do not start with that product. Definitely start with a product which have the demand. Unless your whole catalog uh, make a report. We can also help you make that report as well, really in-depth, so you can understand like, which your product is better to go uh, from all of your 100 SQ, which three or four SQs or SQs are good. Start with them, uh, make your brand and uh, there is really one cool thing like well, build your brand and have your own customer mm-hmm. information, like yeah. uh, do some kind of like card inserting, take the, or you take your audiences to like one more platform, from like your email list or line account that is like line something like WhatsApp or uh, WeChat in China, WhatsApp in Europe and America. That's something same thing like line in Japan. So you can say yeah. build your audiences in line. That's a really good thing. First of all, launch your brand, any good products, then build your audiences online. And then from there, pretty much, you can uh, sell anything you can say. You can use that line audiences all the time. Sell them. you launching new product. Give them some coupons. Launch any new products with very less budget, and you will be doing really well in the market. But it just doesn't stop there. You will have to uh, do a lot, of, a lot of more stuff. You can say deepen down your roots into Japanese marketplace. It comes yeah. to, like, articles. Uh, work with the influencers. Like, Japanese people are really, really you can say, uh, trust. You can say loyal customers, and they are really trust. Uh, just the on what and who they love so if yes. they like some influencers they refer this product definitely 90 percent of challenges they're going to purchase it from you and you okay. can say build your build your uh, japanese website can say that's that will be like a plus point so i can say first expand to amazon japan and from there start going into off amazon as well and that's your way to go into japanese marketplace
1: nice very good thank you very much for outlining all that i'm sure everybody's taking notes uh, yeah. about all those uh, tips you just uh, share uh, out there i appreciate that i think another question i have and, and and this is something that you know people usually ask me and i'm sure maybe you can also help us uh, answer this is when it comes to launching in amazon japan there is also this been these articles and comments about the fact that you need apparently a representation in the country to help you with importing yeah uh, yep, yep. so can so, you briefly high level we don't need to go in depth, but is it true like you need a, a company to represent you for importing how complex is that and all of that yeah
2: definitely definitely so that's that's a really hot topic so we're gonna touch on that so uh i will clearly you can say make it really understand uh for you guys so for example in europe or usa uh, you can say Amazon can act on behalf of you. Like you can mm-hmm. send exactly from your Chinese factory to Amazon at your warehouse, yeah. and Amazon gonna receive your products. But it doesn't happen in Japan because Amazon does not offer that service. Amazon cannot offer your products directly into their warehouse. But still, if you want to do that, there is there is a way, but that will cost you really, really a lot. You can use this way if you have really small inventory, like you're just testing. But if you're sending like 500 plus units. That's not the way to go. So you can say, uh, if you want to send directly to fever warehouse, you will have to provide your listing information to the customs. So the and your you can say selling price, so then the custom is going to charge you tax on based of your selling price. For example, nice. if you're selling on at ten dollar your product, and your you can say your tax is ten percent, so you will pay like one dollar. You will pay one dollar yeah. in in the tax, and uh, that will cost you like uh, one dollar from your profit margin. So that's one way to go. But on the other way, if you have somebody like us or anybody else who will receive your product first in Japanese marketplace and then send it to Amazon at your warehouse, you're going to be only charged on basis of your investing price. So let's let's take the same criteria. There is 10% uh, the tax you have to pay and your investing price is just $1. So you will have to pay $0.1 of tax instead of $1. So that's where you save a really big difference. So we're talking about just small numbers. Just imagine if it's goes like 10K, 20K, plus how much, how much big- uh, So one is say.
1: charged. So for, for people listening and watching, one is going to be on the sell price, as you mentioned, if you do it directly. And through you, um, it's not going to be on, on on the sell price or, or what is the difference of on the one yeah. dollar? So people it's, can it's understand. It's
2: going to be like, it's going to be like on your investing price at what cost you have purchased it. So okay, okay, okay. when you send to Amazon, they're going to charge you on based off at what price you are selling. Yeah. but if you if you use somebody like us Lock- or any third party in it's japan it's like
1: cost of goods so it's based on cost of goods yeah yeah,
2: yeah that okay. will cost on goods so that that saves you a huge a lot of profit margin and uh but definitely if you are somebody just starting testing small thing like 100 yeah. units uh you can, you can say if, right if, you're, yeah. if your inventory costs less than 150 yeah. just send it directly with uh, air shipment to amazon FBA warehouse test your product once you know it's good then you can use somebody like us, send your whole ship, and we will help you receive it. Uh, paste the shipment labels and send you to a Warehouse. house. And uh, yeah, that's that's how the IUR works. That's you can say many people complicates it, but it's that simple.
1: Yeah, it's that's it that's very good that you explained the two scenarios because I feel there is a lot of confusion in the space that people think. That there is only one way which is having somebody in japan but i, I bet a lot of people don't know that they can go the route that you mentioned which again is less profitable but it's a good way to get started as soon as possible and test a product you know so yep. yeah Yep. now when it comes to selling in japan can you do it with an entity from let's say overseas or you need an entity also in japan and all of that
2: yeah you don't need any entity like that's that's one of the biggest difference you have from japanese sellers and you can say you can say uh, international sellers like you do not have to this, pay this 52 percent taxes in japan so you can see all these wow. japanese sellers all these japanese sellers who have the companies in japan like me i did so i had to pay 52 percent tax wow. on the sales i was getting <laughs> so crazy. you don't have to pay that that's the biggest privileges you have you guys have
1: wow so that means yeah you have a huge margin especially if you're coming from countries that are also tax efficient like you can have pricing that nobody else has in Japan very much. <laughs> Definitely, and there is
2: there is a lot more stuff like in terms of Japanese companies uh, you can say selling, what is their psychology of selling on Amazon and what the psychology of uh, e-commerce sellers from USA or Australia is completely different. So that's also give you really, really, huge advantage. So I will just, you can say, finish this one small example. For example, there is a Japanese company. Uh, you can say they want to launch this product. Their budget is $1,000 per month in PC spend, all right? Mm-hmm. So if the $1,000 budget is spent just in first 15 days, they will not do any advertisement for next 15 days until it's the next month started. So yeah. if, if if that's you, instead of that company, what will you do?
1: Um, I mean, if I already spent my my 1,015 days and, and the, the margin still there, I will keep adding more money, of course, to the- Yeah,
2: definitely. Business. Because you do not want to break that rhythm, yeah, 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 all right? Yeah. Because you don't want to break that freedom because you already spend this money, you do not care and to you spend all Organic ranking,
1: you're not lose the momentum. Yeah. yeah, of course.
2: So yeah. that's, that's how the Japanese companies work. They will not spend anything until it starts the next month. Uh-huh. And there are a lot more right. things like this. So, which yeah. sets you apart from these Japanese companies and have you already really big uh, advantage and privileges. And all the tools you guys have, like Helium 10 and Jungle Scout, that doesn't ex- exist in Japan. They are not aware of it yet. So you guys have really big advantages. If you're selling in the Japanese marketplace, you can easily do your research, uh, find which uh, find find which, which of one of your products have the demand in Japan, really localize your listing. That's one of the main thing. I have seen many sellers just translate the listing and come to me, hey, can you please help me put these keywords into this? Yeah. That's, that's one of the active way to do this. And they, even those keywords are translated uh, from English keywords. So that yeah. doesn't really make sense. Like I if know. you want to, if you want to sell in Japanese marketplace, you have to do the keyword research inside Japan. You need yeah. to put those keywords in your listing, what customer are searching for, not what you are thinking to uh, put into your listing. So that's one of the big thing, do the Japanese market research, find your good keywords, understand your customers, create really compelling listings, Japanese style images, Japanese style A plus content. There's a huge difference in European style images, A plus content the listing content than the Japanese. So we we help you do that completely localized, so that your listing will will be appealing to the cultural and uh, localized uh, understanding of Japanese consumers. So that's if you have that set, you have the demand of your product, launch it to Japanese marketplace with one to two product, build your brand, build your audience,
1: go from there. That's it. Awesome uh now um and you're touching something very interesting which is the listings uh and i yeah. heard that's also something very complex in japan because i know there are different alphabets as well and dialects. so can you talk us a little bit about how somebody can even navigate around that complexity definitely. and when it comes definitely. to tools are there some tools out there you can recommend for amazon japan
2: definitely definitely so vincenzo like when uh, I, will, I will take I will, I will you can say tell it you uh, about my experiences how it went and uh, how how it really worked you can say when i when i came to japan i started learning japanese it was really really hard like there is one thing called katakana and there is one another thing like called hiragana and there is one real thing which is called kanji kanji wow. are chinese letters mm-hmm. you can say kanji is really chinese but it's a japanese version of kanji so that's a real language but you can say like around 100 years ago there was two more languages developed from this kanji which is called katakana and hiragana okay. all right okay. so this is this is for us to easily understand so the kanji yeah. is the real language and katakana is which like which we use to write the english english words into japanese form for sure. example okay. uh your name is uh Senzo. so this yeah. is really good into japanese like you are of you course. are finishing in in proper form in japanese so let's let's take my name. So my name is Umer. So it ends here. So if we want to write it in Japanese form, it will be like Umei Ru. So I, it cannot be ended Umer; it must be Ru. Ah. So that's that's uh, there is one thing called katakana, which we use to write English words. So Japanese uh, people can read English, and there is one thing called Hiragana. These are another language uh, in writing. So Hiragana is used to write Kanji, uh, Japanese, easily into you can say kind of uh, Japanese people to understand really easy. This is another version of Japanese. Yeah. And then there is like this Chinese version. So these are all versions. And also there is English. English there is, uh, you can say, not popular in Japan, but it, it must be it must be in your listing that make your brand look a rich brand. It must be not like all, the, uh, you can say, full up with English, just one to two keywords, main keywords, just put that into your listing. That will make really good impression on the Japanese uh, consumer. Uh, to make sure they make a yeah. uh, good purchase so can yeah. say these are different can say there are four different kind of languages are being used in japan english yeah. kanji hiragana katakana yeah. so you have to you have to put this all Definitely
1: language... don't use google translator
2: yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> not definitely not uh, many <laughs> sellers many sellers i have seen like big sellers they have like 10k plus reviews yeah. they use use google translate oh, after my. even they six months they no they they say like whoa, man, we are selling from six months there are no even one sales so that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, You have to, you can say, uh, algorithm will not even pick up your listing if you do not have the proper keywords. It's just an index, so, basically. Yeah. Definitely. And like the Vincent, when it comes to tools, you can say, at, at the very beginning, there was only one tool for Japanese marketplace, which was called SellerSprite. Yeah. And then the Helium 10 came in, the Jungle Scout came in, and you can say, now the Amazon brand analytics is there as well. So I have been using all these tools. And my experience is pretty much with, you like, can say, go with Helium 10. That's that's nice. a really good tool. And uh, that's also I we mostly use. But we also, you can say, take the data from all these different tools, compare yeah. that, and take the average of that, and take the really good data out. So this, you can say there are a bunch of different tools, like more than 10, 15 tools there are there. But definitely, if you're starting, do not complex it. Just go with Helium 10 and Brand Analytics. And that will give you a really, really good understanding.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. I mean, the, the amount of content and, and things we, we touch on today has been amazing. So I appreciate it. I know that we're only scratching the surface because this thing is yeah. so vast. And I'm I'm sure we're going to have many more episodes as Japan keeps growing as a marketplace. In I'm the meantime, you. you know, it's been a pleasure for me to have in the show and meet you. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having now a partnership with somebody like you that, you know, understand the market inside is super valuable. For me, for my businesses and for clients, I think before you go, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people now might be interested to reach out to you and even, Mm -hmm. you know, explore how you can help them expand to Japan. So can you tell me a little bit about how they can reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. How how they can get started. Yeah,
2: Yeah, definitely. There are different uh, ways. Either they can go to my uh, website. Uh, ProJapan.co uh, or they can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. It's called Umer Jutt U M A I R space J U T T and uh, you can search me up there on LinkedIn and uh, message me directly and we can go from there. And uh, either you can go to my website called uh, ProJapan.co and just go fill a fill a form there and my team will get in touch with you and we can go from there uh, to do all from all these steps we have just told and a lot more. To make sure you are uh, going really good going with really good strategies into this one of the biggest world largest amazon marketplace
1: awesome thank you very much Omar. It's, it's been a pleasure uh yeah yes. see you in the next one i'm gonna make sure to have everything down in the description so people can reach out yeah for sure, for sure
2: for sure Vincezo, it was really great to talk here and uh, it's amazing let's let's uh, get this going as yeah. i think people need to know about this marketplace a lot more and whoever comes in here first, uh, gonna make the really really, uh, really 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 good money because you can say Enough. only the pioneers and only the pioneers becomes, you can say really, really fruitful from the marketplace. Other commerce can just can take some share. There are many categories where there's still nothing from you can say, USA or European marketplaces. You can bring your technology, you can bring your product, you can bring your innovation and make it uh, boom here into Japanese uh, marketplace. And we'll talk more uh, in detail. That's, uh, it's, uh, that's it for today. And uh, it's amazing. And yeah, you, can, you guys can understand more better in the book, which is really coming out this week.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward for that book and I'm going to make sure as yeah. well that we put all that in the notes. Yeah, so thank you. Oh, Mike. sure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate Have that. You. Appreciate it. Have Bye. a good day. Yeah.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.